We are back inside LAFC MVP Max and Vince and in the I like to start it with a musical little ditty every time. Cool. What do you got? In the words of the great late George Harrison, here comes the sun. That's exactly the intonation and melody of it as well. Correct. It's sunny here in I love that beautiful you were just eastern as Los Angeles. delicate and as touching as the great George Harrison with your rendition of George, this. bring it down a notch. I think this song requires a little more subtlety. If there was one thing the Beatles couldn't stand, it was just George was so loud. Yes. <laughs> By the way, all the young kids listening to this go, who? I know. You know, there's this the thing on Harrison Disney talk. Plus. It's called Get Back. There was this band, the Beatles. And back in the day, they were a big deal. Funny story about George Harrison. Remember he had that big hit in the, the mid 80s? I got my mind set on you. Yep. One of the worst songs ever penned. And I'm not giving him grief about it, but I just figured he's like, I have to write a song. I'm going to write this song. It is so superficial and cheesy. It was a big hit. I liked it, but it was like George Harrison, who was like this really cerebral uh, writer of music. That was well beneath him. I think if you've ever seen the video. I'm sorry we're talking about it now. If you've ever seen the video for it, you can tell he understands that as well. <laughs> there's like a, <laughs> He's just dead in the a, eyes. He's like, we're doing this? We're doing This is getting over. And cut, yeah, in like, the words of Vince Rosa. It looked like. They hired the guy that did like Peter Gabriel videos, and he was probably like, "What are we doing?" Wow, it, this is this intro has gone off. Yeah, it has, but that's the way that's we like it. That's what we do. It's a little bit different. We have a great show for you. We're going to recap one of the biggest regular season wins in LAFC history. Take a deep breath. Three big points on the road against the hottest team in the Western Conference, Sporting Kansas City. Preview a two-game week here, and a very special guest, Danny Chrysostomo. We have some very interesting news about him as well. I think if you are a fan of any of these guys as people, Danny's interview is a really good one to listen to because his perspective on a lot of things is is really round and he's got a, a really good take on a lot of stuff. Uh, Danny Chrysostomo, a, an incredible story for those who have been said no so many times. This is a guy who's had that situation and here he is, a midfielder, wearing LAFC colors. It's a great story. Big one at Sporting Kansas City, huh? Ready to talk about it? We gotta do it. Let's get going. This is a feel-good Inside LAFC MVP and it starts right now. We are back off and running. A reminder to stick around for our special guest, Danny Chrysostomo. If you're a fan of Peruvian football, have some interesting uh, observations about uh, where he might be headed. So stick around for that. But here we are. Ooh, that was nice, huh? That was a cathartic win. I, I hate to be prisoner of the moment, Vince, but that's what how I roll. And I, I think of important wins for LAC, and they've had so many great ones. Yeah. But this one is kind of in that... As I like to say, kind of close to the first-class cabin. Maybe the back, actually, maybe the very front. You don't want that first row in the first class. I get upgraded a lot, Yuli. Relax. I, I'm not buying those tickets, but I travel a lot. But you don't want that first seat. But it's still very good. It's better than being back. Maybe it's like maybe that wins that first seat of the first-class cabin. You put your pants on one leg at a time, like the rest <laughs> of us, or like Joe Dickerson? Yeah, that's an inside joke. Inside joke. Um, yeah, no, it was. It's one of, in, in, I guess it's one of those wins that we always say, like, this could turn. Away, come from behind. It's not like, yeah, it's not like they needed to turn a season around, but it can turn, like, the spell around. Um, and we won't know until after the fact, yeah. right? But uh, that SKC team. Okay, we'll put it in the first class cabin if it leads to something better. Yeah, but we'll... remember, remember way back when, when SKC came to bank and they drew 1-1. And at, after the match, Danny Buonga goes, I think that's the best team I've played. And people were kind of like. That's right. Yeah, okay, of course you're going to say that because they held you to a 1-1 draw, but like then SKC was off and running. And that, they, they really were playing some of the best football. And they at 
moments in this game even they looked very very good but LAFC manages to hold out with everything that's going on I mean there was bits of very good football from LAFC but at the end of the day it was really about gritting it out um, just simply saying we are not losing here we want something out of this and I bigger picture for me it just speaks to this league as a whole this just doesn't happen in other leagues and I know we've been going on and on about uh, roster restrictions and how the league can be different and it should still be different but I hope that we never lose kind of this part of the league where basically yeah if you and there goes Jordan Harvey uh, you didn't have to ID him he was trying to be very stealth and he well, blew his cover I, I didn't want them to think that somehow there's two of me and I ran behind my uh, own shot that's still a thing I will tell you, I was here. I was here Friday, and there was a bunch of kids out here, um, clam clamoring for Vela, and they were looking through the screen. And I was out there talking with somebody, and I hear Harvey, Harvey. <laughs> Jordan was over there. Jordan, Jordan was on the complete opposite field. That's so they good. Thought, That's good. An oldie well, but a goodie. And then I walked out, yeah. and the kids go, Harvey, where's Vela? And I just looked at him. I go, Not me. Can't bro. answer that. Wrong guy. Not me. But uh, uh, sorry. Back to my bigger point. I, I hope that MLS never loses that. Like. This league's wild, bro. Like, yeah. the team that's playing the best football in the league against the team that is starting, let's see, Ordaz, debutant, uh, Gaines, debutant. Suba coming off the Jackson bench. Yes, and Suba comes, comes in the game. So three. And Danny Chrysostomo, our guest, making his first start of yeah. the season. And these debutants are not like they're 20. Eric Duenas, and we don't even mention yeah, now. Yeah, is he's old 18 man years withers. old, and he's old man withers. Uh, we don't even mention him. But, yeah, these debutants are not 24 years old. They're 17, 18, it's like five 19. guys under 21 years of age, according to Jamie Watson, who called a great game. Uh, the starting, uh, the the front three, average age 19 and a half. It's uh, it's unbelievable, and like we we we're privy to hearing Steve Chirundolo's press conference before we go on the air here, and I asked him something along those lines. They go, "You don't want to play all these guy, guys right now, but now that you did and get that game experience, it's absolute gold, and it." it Helps them progress. You, only they get tape on them, and they can they can really coach them in the next level. Now goes all right. This was good. Need to work on this. All of that is in the system. So uh, it's uh, it's again something you would you don't want to rush into. I mean, he never promised any of these guys minutes, but mm -hmm. now he goes, I need you. And uh, they look they look already. They look they look like what we saw when we heard from Nate or Daz. Said, don't play scared. They right. don't look scared. They look like they're ready for those uh, those opportunities. And ultimately, if that's what you can instill in these guys, because look, not everyone's going to work out. But if every guy that takes that pitch is going to express themselves to the greatest of their abilities, that's a great setup for LAFC for generations and generations of players to come. Because that's all we really want. Just go out and be yourself. Maybe you don't make it. That, but that's sports. Like just go out and do your best and see where see where it lays. And and for these guys, like you said. Even if they don't play for a while, they now know what the next level is. I mean, they put up, they've had a lot. They had the Open Cup games. They've had two or three league games. They've been, many of them were on the bench for a Champions yeah. League now game. Now they're away league Some games. Some played too. a little bit. This is unbelievable. So, I mean, this is why we love MLS. It's forgiving. You know, they're tied on points with uh, St. Louis City heading into the midweek in the West despite not winning in six games in all competitions, not scoring a goal in four. They're right there. And they have a, a two-game week coming up, which we'll preview here a little bit. Both games at home, you would like to think, even though they did suffer back-to-back uh, -back home losses, that that will do them well, and that's why it's such a huge win. I, you said not back-to-back home losses. Oh, not to back home losses. Yeah, remember, draw, draw against Atlanta. Sorry, draw against Atlanta. Felt like a loss. No, no, I didn't mean that. I got my dates mixed up. But they, they have three uh, away losses, with uh, two of them relatively recently. It just goes to show you, we don't lose at home, so when it happens, just... And still Messing three, the brain you, you figured bit. it was more. You're like, oh, we've lost five. We lost three. Okay. It's not well, terrible. I will say this. 
stop it with the this is the worst that LAFC has ever worst experience that they've ever dealt with and the worst patch ever. Guys, when you lose in a final, it is not the same as Look like, at the like even books. last season when they were traveling. Now that there was even and remember caveats. we can't do that with Europe because their season ends. Yes, but so there was even caveats to the last season. I would say the last season run was a much darker time because. You, you go to Austin, a team that was you're, you're vying for for supremacy in the conference. You get the doors blown off of you, and then you continue to lose games. That was much darker than losing in a final. Let's let's have some perspective. I look, I want to win trophies. I want to win trophies. I'm in a bad much, place. I want to win trophies as much as the next guy. But losing in a final is again, as we talked about, it's not failure. Um, you made it to a continental final. Uh, that that's just it's not the same. One of these is not like the other. No. I wanted to add because you said it was a, it was a, I really enjoyed watching this game. You know, I was with MLS, so I got to watch it uh, uh, later that evening. And, and that out. atmosphere, I mean, that crowd, yeah, everything about it. And then what well, the stakes? It was a really good watch for a neutral. You would have enjoyed that. game. And I kind of because I was going through my point, but you did say Jamie, Jamie did a great. I, I really enjoyed his call because yeah, you could Chris tell Whittingham, good stuff. A guy that knows SKC really, really well, but has also done his homework and the ability to talk about both teams to a high level. Yeah. We don't get that a lot. Oh, we're not going to do a Jamie Watson love fest, but I love the fact that uh, Ilya Sanchez slid in on Alan Polito, and then afterwards he like rubbed his head, and he goes, yeah, those guys are best friends. And I go, really? I asked Ilya Sanchez uh, on Monday, and he goes, oh, yeah, we're great friends. And I go, oh, that's good to know. I thought I was his best friend. No, you're not. Neither am I. Oh. Tough way to I never learn. said best friend, but maybe Man. he did mean best friend. I had friend. to I learn it through through an Apple TV broadcast. That's yeah. tough. That's true. I don't have to wear imagine. that. Ilya and Alan Polito look like they could. Hey, we're gonna. We're the guys well, here in S. We're here the guys here in Kansas City, guess I gotta Missouri find new, slash Kansas. Guess I gotta find a new best friend. I'm your best friend, Vince. Oh, okay, that's cool. Goals were an issue. I mean, they weren't coming. And then yep. this one. Uh, Daniel Maldonado and I, I spoke to Daniel yesterday and I said, man, that was a big one. I hope you know that because it was getting really uncomfortable here. And we always knew that the Good first one One of your favorite the, type of headers. Yeah. Off the, off the recycle, off the off the, the initial corner kick. That's why he was up there in the first place. Wait, we call that a bit. Is that a bit of your comb over header? Oh, the or no? comb over. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, That's one of your favorites, right? Yes. Peinado. I love that. Thank you. I, I say what you meant. Then... Uh, I want to go back in time, but I want to say that the Stipe Buke run that should have been a goal, right. that was pretty otherworldly. I mean, he pivoted and redirected around three defenders, mm -hmm. and then he only had the keeper to beat. If that put it in, that is that is goal of the week, even though you can't be this week because of Pablo Ruiz scored that 60-yard bomb. Right. But it's right behind it. I mean, people will be talking about it. And I know he did it, but the fact that he put himself in that position, I'm giving him credit for. No, but and I know I know a lot of people are, are wanting a little bit more from, from Stipe on the cutting edge. And we talked to him today, and he wants it too. He wants to contribute to games. He's frustrated that he hasn't scored more goals and had more assists. Uh, you got to look at the keeper there. He does a great job. Yeah. Really does a great job coming off his line and, and blocking there. that off. There's not much. I mean, if he scores that, yeah, sure, it's a, good, it's a great goal. But... It's it's a very difficult one. Um, he did all the hard work. Uh, great balance, great strength. I think that was my big takeaway from it. He fought through two challenges, and to be able to hold the ball and still get a shot off and then get free of those two challenges, I mean, that's that should be your takeaway. Yes, of course, we would have loved him to score that goal. It's, it's going to get. It's yeah. it's going to happen. I see something in him because keep getting into good spots and it, it'll it'll happen. And uh, Bogush, I mean, he, statistically. Which I look at Fought Mob. I, all the kids told me to look at it, so, and Yuli told me to look at it, so I look at it a lot more often. Thanks. Why? 
way. So, but I mean, some of these stats about no. the crossing and that, he's what was right his rating up there. On FOTMOB? I didn't look at the rating. I looked at okay, the more tangible. God. That's fine. Okay. I don't look at the, the okay. silly stuff. I look at because it's it's easy to read. I've taught you well, then, Max. So Thank it's you. I'm not looking at XG and all that. I'm looking at you know possession numbers, uh, crossing efficiency. That's kind of the next level okay. stuff that is tangible. Uh, he's up there and he was involved. He get he's getting on there. So I I, I get the sense both of them are took a step in this game. And I think there's a lot better coming up uh, for both of them. So the Maldonado goal, then the Aaron Long goal. Yes, that's what I'm calling it. And we'll talk about VAR here in a sec because it happened right away. So you said, there's another goal Yeah. off a, a corner kick. Yep. And no, then uh, lateral free kick. Lateral free kick, sorry. And then obviously the Carlos Vela game winner, which, you know, the Car we'll talk about Carlos in a moment, but I, I want to talk about VAR if we can go in chronological yeah. order. But that's Carlos. That's smart coaching. He said, "We're going to give him, a, get him the rest. We can't, they're in a position to where they can get a result down a goal at the half." Comes in, Jesus Murillo comes in, who did get, who picked up an injury, unfortunately. But Carlos Vela looked fresh, uh, got on the end of that, and was able to tuck it away. But Aaron Long, the penalty decision as well was a VAR review. Even going back to the Houston game at their place. There were some VAR reviews. There was a VAR review uh, against uh, for Aaron Long at the end. And by the way, I wasn't. I don't like the fact that if you miss that, that is reviewable. I understand it. I mean, with me and VAR, I am pretty explicit. Right. Goal offside. Was it? Is it off the foot? Is it a goal? Is it offside? Um, uh, if if it's grotesque in nature, a foul which requires a red card. Mm -hmm. Those are the three or four things. Going back on a play. After he scored a goal, I'm not crazy about it. I'm glad it was there for this case, but if I was on the opposite side of it, I'd be I'd be a little peeved. Anyhow, I just want to limit the amount of VR could do. That's my point. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so we look at the other instances, and we've talked about VAR, and we've talked about how players are tired. We've talked about people working at every MLS club is tired. I tell you, the airspace out here is I know. unbelievable. What is going on today? It's the first sunny day, and everyone's like, let's and get my helicopter helicopters, out. it's Cessnas, it's big jets turning around from LAX. But um, it's, it's a problem because every game we're like, it's, it's, it's so in your face. And look, uh, I, I feel bad for the refs because we have a 29-team league. Right. There is a, a lot of officiating that needs to be. A lot of games on one day. A lot of games in one day. So you're going down. You know, the Premier League has 20 teams. You have 10 assignments. La Liga, 10 assignments. And they've been doing it that way for a long time. We yeah. just keep adding. But we keep adding, and that means more refs. And they may not be under. This guy's doing laps around here now. So it's frustrating but i mean when i looked at that first call i mean I, we looked at it a thousand times and i go look if a ref we've got to uncomplicate things if it looks like a manny shoulder or it looks like don't raise your flag that should have been a goal that's the by and large when they actually do go to var i believe they've actually been right yeah the problem is the application which to your point and and what's funny is you you as you said at the end, I don't want that to go to VAR. I understand they got it right and it, it benefited us. But so on one end, you have an, an assistant that is trigger happy. The other end, you have an assistant that goes, I'm not going to raise my flag because we can we can look at it through VAR. Yeah. Technically, the second one is more correct because in a bang bang play. And we've been told this and you hear these in referee meetings. 
What is supposed to happen? Uh, the, pl- the flag is supposed both to stay down. It. And it has to be, to draw the flag, clear and obvious to reverse it. And there is nothing clear. I mean, I'm going down the rabbit hole here, but it was nothing clear and obvious. But the flag does have to stay down. Right. Uh, I guess it's a little different when it's that quick of a play. But man, that's a heavy well, when price that to in pay. The play, why not? Why not keep it down? No one's gonna. Yeah. If 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 that play happens that no. quick and they say they review and say no, I don't think anyone's gonna look at that assistant and go, "Hey, you messed up, bro." No, it it's impossible. Make... It's impossible to make that call. However, he's telling me that definitively, even without replay, I saw. I know exactly what I saw. Well, guess what? I've seen a lot of MLS games this year, and I don't believe a lot of things that you guys see real time, unfortunately. And that is a problem because games can be decided by that. Luckily, LAFC gets bailed out, but that could have decided the game. Yeah, I've never seen – look, I, I have a good relationship with the referees, but I've never felt it where the coaches are kind of um, – Wayne Rudy this weekend was I've spoken to other officials. coaches. I spoke to a coach recently for a game I was doing, and they're like, we almost have to expect uh, it's going to be bad. And I was like, that hurt me. But again, isn't it's, it's self-inflicted. Just follow the own procedures that you have. Right, Keep exactly. the flag down. I think they have to reassess. I don't know if they're going to do that. Uh, but yeah, I said, that, like, you're right. The VAR is, um, has been right. The, they were been... right with the Daniel Maldonado. He didn't, yeah. he didn't make contact with the player. Uh, was it Gabby Kinda? Gotti Kinda, yeah. Gotti Kinda. Uh, didn't make contact. That was a penalty. So that was, correct, that was yeah. a good implementation. I will but, say this. It needs to be quicker, too. It has, God, to, be quicker. It has to be quicker. I don't think they're in any rush, and that's a problem. And, I mean, we've seen those other plays where we're getting into this situation where there's a little bit of contact and they give a penalty and then you reverse it you you look at the var they're not going to reverse it because essentially you could say there's some contact there but we're getting so many of those calls which cannot be reversed because you're not going to show up the referee and technically i mean we're just getting it's just getting over officiated if you're if you're if one of your top worries is not to show up the referee then you're not doing it right because that's not what we're supposed to be here for we're supposed to be here to get correct decisions and get correct results. Not to worry about the referee's ego, which sadly seems to be a, a thing that is. It's a lot a of work. I believe. I believe in our officials, and I, I feel bad because I know the work has been heavy. Because that's a lot of officiating that goes and on. By and large, keep in mind, it's official VAR, yeah. referee's assistant, fourth official. They're all in the mix to do that. And to be fair to officials, the game is not getting any easier to officiate. No, I mean uh, that's so. we're making it difficult on them as. Uh, we, we move forward, but I don't want to hark too much about it, but it seems like it, I don't think we can moving forward because it seems like it's an issue in every game. We just sit there and you wait and you hope you're on the right side of it. Well, before we move off this game, let's do let's do a takeaway. Okay. I was just looking at my rundown, which was on I know, my phone. I know. So I was don't give me I'm grief, ba- man. I was bailing you out here. No, you people already see what I'm doing. So okay. the biggest takeaway from the match. Okay. This slump. I mean, I don't know if we're. It, this is still a trying time because, look, everyone, there were six games this weekend. Uh, LAFC had to play one. Now there's a full docket on Wednesday. There's a full docket on Saturday. So 29 teams, 12 teams play this weekend, and now most teams are having 10 or 11 days off mm-hmm. between games. So LAFC is not there. So I don't know if this is going to change the slump. They're playing a very difficult team in Seattle Sounders. Uh, but uh, you've got to wait for a lot of pieces. And it's not just the guys returning from inter- international duty. We hope Denny Buwanga gets some action this week. So wait and see. Uh, Aaron Long is with the national team with the U.S. for the Gold Cup. We'll wait the Ecuadorians uh, or Jose C. Fuentes coming back as well. That'll all come back in the next few weeks. A summer market is on the horizon. That will provide some help to... Uh, Everyone just woke up. They're like, transfers? Yeah, that, that's going to happen. Did you guys got transfer news? Whatever it looks like, there's going to be help on the yeah. way. And then the injuries, 
uh, with Timothy Tillman, Kellen Acosta, Sergi mm -hmm. Palencia. Not coming back now, but you hope progressing, progressing there. So I think there's so many challenges for this team. I would love to see them get a victory over Seattle. I don't think I'm quite ready to say that, hey, uh, uh, things aren't going to be <laughs> things are going to be very difficult. Still. Our long even national for, nightmare is over. Yeah, no, even it's still going to be these, tough. These two home games. This is a week where I would still be very forgiving for the team. Mm hmm. If, say, worst-case scenario, they lose both games, which sounds crazy. I know both of them. But if that has happened, I'm, it's not going to be release the hounds, Bretos. I'm going to say yeah, they, they need to hit a spot where they can go. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's coming until July. There's no breathing room until July. Um, and I agree with you, even if they lose these games. It's really, for me, it would be really about performances. How, how do they look um, if they play... If you play games and you lose and you play like you played against Atlanta, you can be forgiven. You play like you play against Houston, not so much. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see the performances. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. It's it's a good lift. I think we'll see a little bit of that um, to start the game, but it's still we still got a ways to go before they're going to really be out of the woods. My takeaway is uh, the coaching staff. I thought that tactically they did a lot of things and and even the, just a, sorry to me, the Carlos Vela move was I thought it was a. A yeah. brilliant stroke. You take a risk, but you need him, but you need to rest him anyway. He's been heavy, heavy legs. Well, ultimately, the, when we, we talk about this, the work that the coaching staff does, the big work that they do is throughout the week. They prepare a team throughout the week. They, they, they instill a uh, philosophy, a playing style, principles. But once the game comes, there's really not much they can do. And I thought, though, in the moments that they can do, which I think is your, your starting lineup and the start of each half, they got it perfectly right because you look at – an SKC team, he throws out there a very young lineup. He changes the uh, shape just a little bit so they can be a little more aggressive pressing. And I looked it up. SKC is, has attempted the third most passes of any team um, in the league. And, of course, at home, they're probably going to want to build up and get comfortable and be on the front foot. No, let's throw them out there. Let's press immediately. They get the steep A chance. Yes, the penalty kind of changes the dynamic of the game, and then SKC grows into it. So halftime comes. Stop pressing a little bit. I mean, they came. They pushed, they, 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 well, they weren't able to. Yeah. Right? They they were pushed back. They really weren't able to. Halftime comes. Steve changes the personnel to to kind of shore up LAFC's right side, which is where Gotti Kinda, Polito, Shallowy, and their left back kind of all congregated to really kind of uh, pass around Julian Gaines and uh, Daniel Malnado. So he changes some things, and then he says, "Let's get Bogush in a spot where." Him and Carlos can be more outlets to play on a more counterattacking level. And so they, they changed again just a little bit. And at the end of the day, that that made a lot of the difference. So I think in those those instances where the coaching staff could actually exert, exert their influence, they did so, and they did so in, in the correct manner. Just to circle back, I think my takeaway would be Bogush and Buke are ready to uh, to have their moments. I think uh, I, I've seen that trending there, and I think – the Sporting Kansas City game, I was very optimistic about what was able to happen. But I, I thought the strategy was interesting, too. And they, you know, uh, Sporting controlled the ball. And I wonder at home, and we spoke to the guys here, and they, they told us they're going out to win, and they're going to, I think, be a little more aggressive because it's a home game. But maybe sort of deal, uh, imitating that strategy a little bit at home against the Sounders, I wouldn't hate it. Right. Uh, if they, because Seattle likes to play, they're up there with the possession leaders. They create good chances. They have a lot of dangerous players. Uh, Jordan Morris, I don't know if he's going to play, but he could be with the national team. But, Likely with the national team. Uh, but, you know, as you well still as Christian have a lot. Uh, they saw Raul Rui Diaz, Ladero, yep. Chao Paulo. Pretty good. We could keep, just keep going down. The, Justin Chu. So it's a very, it's a very, very talent-laden team, especially offensively. Yeah. But to your point, if you can, um, they want the ball naturally, and if you can get them into kind of this false sense of, 
oh, we have the ball, but they're not really creating any big chances, and then you can hit them and, and be sharper in moments, which I think is another takeaway from the Kansas City game is in the moments where they needed to be the sharpest, they were. Carlos Vela's goal, you could say, uh, it's very fortuitous. He still had to finish, and he did. So uh, that's something that you can you can build off of, and when you're tired, maybe just be sharp in the in the big moments and change games with goals, and then you can kind of manage the rest. Uh, Aaron Long. Was really good against SKC. Make his best game. And I'll tell you why I loved it, because when he had that header, which was disallowed, he headed off his recently applied stitches. It was a bullet, too. You want to say something fun, funny he told me? I go, hey, how many stitches you get? He goes, 18. I go, oof. I go, yeah, I mean. I mean, well, I had these 14 on the other side. I go, are you crazy? What is, I mean, this is a tough... If Dude. you're a center back in this league for long enough, you're going to have some stitches on your head. I know. He says, yeah, they did a nice job with this. I go, what are we? Th-? You know so, who would be really good to ask that question? Yeah. Giorgio. How many stitches do you think yes. Giorgio Oh, I've taken? seen it. There's a, he kind of oh, looks like, all seen there's it. like a pro wrestler kind of yeah. Dusty Rhodes His last blading. game for Juventus, he <laughs> bloodied his head. I think his last game for Italy, he bloodied his head. This is a tough sport, man. But, I mean, Aaron Long, and I saw some people tweeting about it, and there is like a perception because, you know, the national team people were going, oh, he shouldn't be there. And maybe he's not a starter for the national team. He's certainly worthy to be in the mix. He's a, he's a Cadillac of a center back. He is brave. He's strong. He is no nonsense. And he has an incredible threshold for pain. Count your lucky stars, LAFC supporters, that he is on this team because he, he's going – you're going to see what he can do. Um, even that, that we ball for – uh, Carlos Vela, it's uh, it's so comforting to have yeah. a guy like that back there. And let's be honest, we already have. I mean, he we're gonna miss him for a couple, a, couple, a few games here. He started the season with a bit of injury and looked a bit shaky as a result. But then once he was fit, immediately doing the things that he was doing against yeah. SKC. And to case in point, injury comes back against SKC, no problems. So we covered that a little preview. And we okay, we, we got a preview in there, we, there. And then Vancouver on Saturday. I, I like this Vancouver team. Yeah, better uh, team, better team than you think. Haven't won on the road. They may win it because they're playing Colorado on Wednesday. We're recording this on Tuesday, but they have a lot of good players. And you know what I like about them is um, uh, Vanny Sartini has kind of what Steve does. They're trying to many teams, and I think Real Salt Lake are doing it. They're trying to build a bigger roster mm-hmm. uh, in any which way, so they know that. Because they were busy, they won the Canadian Championship, so they're going to the Champions League again. Remember, they played LFC played them in the quarterfinals. It's a really good club. Needs a new venue. Needs a new maybe yeah, yeah. some new. But uh, place is not the best. I hope so. What that's going to host but World I, Cups? I like that. I think that they they have a twenty guy. They have 18, 19 guys yeah. they can throw at you when they're fully loaded. And I think more teams have done this. We just talked about this with RSL. They've kind of found an identity that's a little bit different. I dig RSL, it. It's RSL nice. has found something that works for them. Um, Vancouver plays in a slightly Dynamo different way. Kind of found Dynamo are starting to find something. I think it goes to show Great you for again, the league. What I was saying before. Bulk of the coach's job is to instill an identity and a philosophy for teams, and I think more coaches are really taking that seriously. So enjoy it. Enjoy watching some other games, but we have two big home games. Get out there and watch all of it. Uh, and uh, if you can't, uh, MLS season pass on Apple TV. Subscribe. I think you can get it for uh, you get it's half price now. Half price, or even get like that month free for and a little you can bit even longer. Get a month free. So we're ready to bring in our guest. Yes. All right. Inside LAFC coming up here shortly. Danny Chrysostomo, LAFC midfielder. Uh, Swiss Army knife, filling the gaps, helping the kids develop, maybe with some international aspirations on the horizon. He is joining us next here on MVP. We are back here inside LAFC MVP, welcoming back one of the true success stories of our club, Danny Chrysostomo, who, uh, if we we've, we spoke in past podcasts, take a listen to that about what he's overcome, and it's thrilling 
to have him here. Danny's just sitting there going, yeah, we'll get to the point. But I just want to set it up because we're going to pivot the conversation. We're really excited about talking to him from Chino, went to UC Irvine, and now working hard starting the season. And what has your workload been like? I mean, you've gotten about four or five MLS games. You had that U.S. Open Cup run, a little CCL. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously. It's not bad. A, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> It's been a tough schedule in general for everyone. We have a great team again. It's just, uh, it is a loaded schedule. You know, it's been Saturday, Wednesday, I think this whole month so far. Um, so yeah, I mean, just staying ready like everyone else and waiting for my opportunity. I've been lucky enough to be, you know, ro thrown in the rotation and just capitalizing on my minutes. So it's been good. But what is what is staying ready? Like, it kind of kind of tell us like what that means because like we hear it, but like, are you studying a little more? Like, do you, you have to you have to approach the game in a slightly different way than I think almost anybody else on the team? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, for example, during the week you throw you throw in some extra runs. You know, if obviously you know you're not going to get big minutes or you haven't got big minutes in the past, um, little extra gym sessions uh, to make sure that you maintain that level of fitness that everyone else is. Obviously. It's impossible to replicate game minutes, but um, you know the more work you do, the more prepared you'll be. Um, and also just keeping that attitude of not kind of beating myself up if I'm not playing or playing the amount of minutes. I'm not too concerned about that. I just, uh, like I said, make sure I'm ready through the things I told you. And when my time comes, just make sure I'm fully 100% in a positive uh, mindset. Is that the toughest part? I mean, Max. Max said we're not gonna, we're like we're not going to rehash your story again. Yeah. Uh, we've sat story. we've sat with him. Amazing. Some of these podcasts are evergreen, so please do go back and hear this. But it, uh, just to kind of, with your whole history, um, does that become the toughest part? Is doing? Yeah, I mean, like you said, like in the past, we've talked about it's always been a little bit of an underdog story for me. You know, always a bunch of people counting you out. Um, but it's not like I feel that here. It's now. It's more of I know they trust me. We have a great group. Um, it's you know, do your part, you know, do your role. And I think the more I've, I've grown to appreciate that, um, you know, we all have our certain roles and my job is to, to come in when needed and do my part for, you know, whether that's full 90, 45, 20, 10, one, doesn't matter to me. It's um, make sure I do my role because I'm there ultimately for the team's success, not just my own. That means you may, may not play the ideal position. You, your, your ideal position would be a six, right? And then you would you could probably venture out and is maybe it? play six. Is it a six? It's kind of a six hybrid. And eight. Yeah, six and eight. I so it allows you to maybe both. I'm just, so I'm just uh, needling him a little. <laughs> I know. I, well, I, I love him as a classic. I'm a tactical six, nerd, as, so I had to do yeah, it. But as you said, you've got to be ready because, like, hey, we, Danny, we, we know you can do this, and we we have a, a, a space here that we need to be filled. Is it is it pretty flexible with what they what you do and what they ask? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, you know, obviously it depends on how the game's going, how the personnel is feeling during the game. Um, some guys have been with loaded with more minutes than others. So just depending on, on those factors, it, I go into the game, they give me a quick talk of what they need in that moment for the remaining of the game, and I just try to execute that to you know best of my ability. And he delivers. That's it. Oh, and you've been a unique circumstance, too, because and we were talking about it. Uh, you started the season kind of spearheading LAFC two guys, a lot of young guys who – we were told we're going to start getting some minutes. We said, okay, we didn't know. And now it's it's flooding in, even with uh, Ordaz and Gaines um, starting the game against Sporting Kansas City. So when you look at um, that position where maybe you're, you're learning from the likes of Carlos Vela and Ilya Sanchez, but also kind of overseeing how the progress of these guys coming to the first team. I mean, 
do you feel like you're wearing different hats there, sort of connecting the dots when it gets to a first team game? I mean, at the end of the day, like we're all on the same team. Um, obviously, they're younger guys and have a lot to learn, like we all do. But they have great potential, great work ethic, and uh, I think everybody else on the team understands, you know, um, kind of where they are in the point in their career. So it's good to just help them, and good that the coaching staff trusts them. I know sometimes people can look at them in the starting lineup, for example, this past weekend in Kansas City, and and have their doubts. But everyone has to understand it's a it's a loaded schedule. Everyone needs to be rotated. We've picked up, you know, maybe some injuries here and there, but we have the talent and the confidence in every single player, young or old, to get the job done. And we did it in a tough environment, um, coming back one 0 down, you know. So it's a very great result for us, and it's good for the guys. Uh, you're just 26, right? Yep. I don't want to age you, but um, <laughs> I, how do you? I, he feels Max, a little older when he's around 18 and 19 year old. Well, this guys. question's going to maybe make you feel like, I mean, I'm not trying to do this. I'm, yeah. I swear, I swear. Yeah. I'm much older than you. So if <laughs> anyone's, you know, and, and Max is older than me, so we're just going down the line. But it, well, I think what Max is saying is, like, you kind of have a bigger picture maybe than a lot of players that your age would, right? Like, you, mm-hmm. in college, I'm sure you were the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you had to work your way through to really get here. You found some foothold. Maybe you had to work your way back. So do you feel yourself a, as a, maybe a greater resource than maybe, let's say, like, how, who can relate to Carlos Vela? Nobody. Gotcha. But like, if you're a young player and I'm looking at you, you can say like, look, man, I, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done all of them, and and here's how you can be maybe instrumental or helpful to the team in ways. Do you find yourself as a resource in that way? Yeah, I mean, look, everyone, even like you said, like Carlos Vela has, you know, had a great career, and I assume he's had plenty of obstacles in his in his career that maybe no one even knows about, and. You know, so with guys like that in Georgia, for example, they've all faced the same situation at one point in their career, and that's what made them what they are. And in my position, I'm not saying I'm going to make a great career like that, um, but obviously, like you said, I faced a lot of ups and downs, and I've gone through a lot of things um, in my career. You know, working two jobs my rookie year, um, things like that, and just kind of always being okay. Now you have to prove yourself again, and then something else happens, you have to prove yourself again. So. I think what I can just help the young guys do on my part is, um, you know, it's all about like the long run and you got to stay persistent. It's not pretty uh, like what everyone thinks it is. It's not going to be picture perfect. And I've learned that, um, you know, exactly like, for example, I've had plenty of times where I come home to my wife and, you know, she could tell like it's taking a toll on me and stuff. So it's um, it's also good to have like support group around you and whether it's teammates, family to. help you understand that there's more to than just what you're living in now and mm-hmm. if you just keep going something else will happen for you and that's what kind of my role i take forgot to mention suba too who who came on and made his debut off the bench there so we give him all credit it's been an incredible story here for lafc and i, I want to touch back to the u.s open cup because you're on the field there at monterey bay is that something you reflect on and say that was that was a good day that was something it, it was a tangible part for the senior team advancing in a tournament. Yeah, look, I mean, at that point, we were, we had a lot of league games. We had a CONCACAF going on, so uh, we made a decision as a club to pretty much start with a younger group, and we did an excellent job. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. We've never played with each other. Um, you know, a young group going against USL guys that are bigger, older, more experienced. Um, but it was awesome just to see all those kids buy into one idea, one game plan that we wanted to execute. Um, we got the early goal and then we got crushed by a last minute uh, equalizer and then you could see at overtime we knew we were gonna we were gonna keep going and we did um, and it was just awesome to see 
those young guys have that much character in a big game like that for them, especially making most of them were, I think it was their first appearance with the first team. Um, so just seeing their attitude and like the mindset that they had that, you know what, well, we can do this, the coaching staff trusts us and we're gonna make it happen. So it was, it was awesome to see something like that happen. We enjoyed it too. It was good. And again, I don't want to age you, but Eldon had a problem saying kids, and you just seamlessly were like, those kids? Those, <laughs> those kids would have gotten away with it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was a really, really young group. So it was, uh, was Eldon, I think, and then I think I was the second oldest guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's all of them are still, some of them are still in high school or just finished high school. And, you know, just seeing that character and personality out of them was great. Can I ask you something like a little bit off the wall? Because I, I always think you can say this, no. Yeah, you can say no, or you can say maybe. <laughs> I, think, I think either way. Or you can say, yeah, or you can say yeah. I'm going to ask either way. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was that's horrible uh, on my part. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you anyways. Uh, I think uh, what I want to ask you is is because this sport, football, is such a team game. People have to misunderstand like what you can do and what your role. Like, what's the biggest like fan or outside perspective that like people totally get wrong? Because like. Unfortunately, unlike you, you can't go out like Brian Scalabrini and just go like go to a pickup game and start dunking on guys. Uh-huh. Um, but I but I assume if you showed up to a park, mm-hmm. uh, you're scoring a lot of goals in that pickup game. <laughs> He's like, I'm 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 considering doing that. And it doesn't have to be a skill wise, but like, what is something that you that people come? They're like, you're a professional soccer player, must be. And you're like, no man, like it's diff. You don't understand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get a lot of people that say like, oh, why don't you just do what you did in high school, or like, you know, why don't you just do the same thing you did in college? And it's not like that. You know, the higher you go, like, the level's always going to be better, you know what I mean? And they think that you can stay being the same player and get away with maybe the same things you could before, and it's it's not, you know? So, you know, my role nowadays is to be very simple, be a ball winner, keep the team moving, keep it compact when I'm in, uh, cover ground. And, you know, I have people like my dad, for example, is telling me, like, oh, why don't you dribble this many people? And I'm like... If that was that easy, I'd be making tons of money. But it's it's not like that. It's not You're how like, it works. Don't you think I've thought of that? Yeah, exactly. And it's uh, it's, it all comes from a good place, you know. Of course. Obviously, it all comes from a good place um, because they've seen what you can do in the past, and they think that simply just replicates to now. Uh, you know, my wife tells me the same thing. For example, you know, oh, why don't you just do what you did in in college? Blah blah blah. But um, you know, she's just encouraging me to you know show myself, and it's. Even though I do show myself, it's you take on a different role at a higher level, right. and especially with the the players that we have on the field. You know, you don't need to do as much anymore, maybe as you used to, because you have great players all around you that are doing their part as well, which makes your life easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way we clarify that is just everyone do your role. You know, don't do too much, and when it's your moment to maybe add a little something special, then take advantage of those moments. Otherwise, in that, you stick to the game plan. Simple, ball moves faster than everyone else. So. And I'm sure you were the bull in high school, and you're like, yeah, and it, it, we know you did great yeah, in college. Were you a 10 in college, though? College, I was like an 8, so I was, okay, like, I was more attacking than okay. anything. I always think about this, and while I have here, I want to ask you, but going from step to step and seeing the, the change in class when you're playing. You're in high school, you're dominating, you go to college, you go, all right, this is much better. You start to dominate college, you come into these pro ranks, you go, okay. It, it's, it, it can be humbling, I'm sure, when you see it, but you have to make that adaption. I mean, what are the things that have worked for you when you've you said, okay, now this is different. I've got to adjust and fit in and, and find where I can excel. Yeah, I think that's where the competitor in me kind of takes over. Um, you know, like you said, it always the level always changes, and you're like, okay, this is a little different than when it was before. And rather than putting myself down, saying that, oh, I don't think I can I can reach that level. I, I, like I love it. You know, but like, okay, give me give me some time. I'll get there. You know, and it's kind of. 
And once I get to that level and I have that confidence in myself and the players, you know, as well have confidence in you, it's like, it's extremely rewarding because, you know, yes, I belong here and I'm going to show it no matter what anyone else says. You know, I may not be everybody's type of player, but that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of, it's more of a challenge than anything. It's, it's something that I want to achieve as a goal. So just any time I can improve myself at the next level, it's just awesome. I didn't want to pry, mm -hmm. but a few weeks ago, uh, Coach Reynoso of Peru was here, and I didn't want to. But then you did a press conference, and someone from the Peruvian press asked you about your international aspirations. So now it's and fair game. Yeah, it's, it's fair, fair game. game huh? But man, I got to tell you, that's that has got to be for you a real proof of your of concept that you put into it, that your play is gaining attention. This is Peru. This is they went to the World Cup in 2018. They should have gone in 2022. Your dad's short. your dad's Peruvian, correct? Dad and mom. Dad yeah. and mom. So yeah. you're. Full-blooded Peruvian. Yep. Um, what does that mean? Just, uh, just what did that mean to sort of get that attention? Yeah, I mean, it was an honor. Obviously, when something like that happens, it's never happened to me before. Um, so it was great. He was a great guy to talk to. Um, it was kind of more just getting to know each other. Um, it was a positive talk in the sense of uh, a future. It's obviously nothing guaranteed, like I've said before. Um, it's not like he was guaranteeing anything as well, but it's definitely it's good to talk. touch base. It's yeah, exactly. Talk. It's a conversation, and it's... Uh, it was great to touch base and, and know that I'm in the in the scope of the future possibly and I just got to worry about myself and the club um, doing my part when it comes and taking advantage of the minutes. But going back to the competitor in you, is there now, there's now like just, the bar just got raised another time, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like do? I said, yeah. Um, By the way, the bar is pretty high playing at LAFC, good. man. I mean, yeah, that's it's, amazing. It's you got to give yourself a lot of credit. I mean, I'm not that. saying that you're you're not motivated, but like you relish that, right? Like you, yeah, you're course. like, I kind of need, maybe you kind of need that. Yeah, I mean, obviously they just had their, um, they just had some friendlies uh, against Korea and Japan. And now like, I want to be on that next list and I want to do anything possible in that time to make that happen. Um, and if it doesn't, it's okay. Like I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm just going to keep going right. um, because it's, it's a long run. It's not going to change in a month, a couple months. Uh, but it's definitely now a new goal for me. Um, and it's definitely something I want to make happen for sure. Well, I think if there's anybody that's uniquely placed to understand that, like, if you make that goal, then this team will have been better too. Because if you're playing better, it means it raised the level. Like you're you're uniquely placed to understand that. I yeah, feel. it's uh, I mean, it's definitely just better for myself, obviously, and and for the group as well. It's uh, you know, everyone works hard. We have a ton of uh, national team guys, and I would love to add on to that if possible. And you were able to tune into those games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were nice. early. They were, they were was at three, two, three early. a.m. I think. Yeah. One was like at four thirty in the morning. Or something <laughs> South Korea, like Japan. That. Yeah. Be another flag um, too. Yeah. We haven't we haven't had a Peruvian. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that'd be something that. you'd have a little piece of Dude. LFC history. I'll bring yeah. it. <laughs> Just speaking on behalf of the Peruvian Federation, whatever happens, I go, hey, we've got a player in LAFC. Sorry, we got a. What I love a, airplanes. What you a know plane. that. <laughs> yeah, Max, talk us through this airplane. I know from the Peruvian perspective, we got a player at LAFC that is that carries some weight. So, um, well, that's wonderful. I mean, I heard that news. I just got so thrilled. Uh, whatever happens, that's just a it's a it's, it's a great development. That Peruvian kit too is like iconic. Oh, Peru, yes, huh? every Did time Peru yes. comes out with a new kit, it's just top, top, top. It's and, the best kit. And by the way, the coach of Peru for fans of Liga MX, Reynoso, was uh, the man who ended Cruz Azul's long uh, title drought. So he was here talking to our, our guy Danny. Yeah. 
Fantastic, man. You got a lot on your plate. I'm really happy to say that. Yeah, so it's a lot. It's good to stay busy. You know? Good to stay it's busy. Good. Really a great guy, Danny Crusosimo, joining us here on Inside LAFC MVP Podcast. A reminder, rate, review, download, subscribe. Check out the entire library of podcasts where you have great interviews with guys like Danny throughout. We'll be back again next week. Two big games this week, which we will preview coming up. So don't go anywhere. We're getting to the meat and uh, the veg and the potatoes of the season. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm.